This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I've interrupted your afternoon watching of Emmerdale, but we're here to talk about three more points. Have you been up since 4am? I trust you have. In fact, I know you have because your phone, my phone was buzzing from you in the early well, hours. And you were up for a period, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, Not done I, by uh, design. My bladder was timing things perfectly. Yeah, it was nice. brilliant. Because uh, you're not really with yourself, are you, when you wake up at that time? But I... Went to the toilet, stuck the TalkSport commentary on, and about 20 seconds later, Mark Wood gets the first wicket, and it was quite a surreal moment. I mean, it's brilliant Ooh. when there's, there's wickets at that time, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the great times when you're sort of up in the middle of the night, on your own, in the dark, under <laughs> your own covers, <laughs> watching some, England play test Somewhere, yeah, yeah, England are taking wickets. Special. Special times, actually. Graham Swan mentioned it on comms. He said how much he enjoyed doing it as a youngster. And obviously, my earliest days of watching England play abroad, Graham Swan was playing. So that was quite a nice moment between me and Graham Swan. Swan obviously didn't know it was it was happening, but I did. Unfortunately, now he blocked me on Twitter. But, <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, that's all the matter altogether. Well, he obviously walked out on that twenty. 13, 14 Ashes yeah. series when they lost 5-0. I think Bad Swan nil. might have gone home after, uh, after Perth. Yeah. 3-0. He retired from all forms of Test cricket. And I reminded him of it for multiple years on Twitter afterwards. And I think finally Graham Swan said enough's enough and got mm-hmm. rid of me, which is a shame because I absolutely loved watching Graham Swan as a cricketer. What a fine cricketer he was. Yeah, also relationships gone to pot, which is a, which is a big shame. He strikes you as quite a serial blocker, does Swanee? I can't imagine it takes much. No, I think my coup de grace came when I was on a stag do in Lisbon and we got after him. It just turns <laughs> off to it when, when you've had a few beers and you're reminiscing over bygone ashes talks. Yeah. 
and you end up tweeting expletives and other foul things to strangers you'd never met. Nowadays, I don't really do that. And it wasn't particularly offensive, I don't think, you know, the stuff that I sent to Swan. But Anybody else on your block list of note? Stephen Croft, the Lancashire batsman, blocked me. Oh, really? Um, I called him a lasher. He's obviously from Blackpool. I, I don't know if he supports <laughs> Blackpool, but I called him a lasher, so he's blocked me. I'm trying to think who else might have blocked me. Stephen Smith and Paul Smith. I think all the Smith brothers, the boxers, have blocked me. I thought you meant the Aussie cricketer. Oh, no. no. Oh, that would be a claim to fame. I'll tell you who does follow me on Twitter, though. Michael McIntyre. Does he? Wow. He's quite a funny one, really. John Cena followed me a few months ago. along really? with Yeah, yeah. There was like a few other people connected with Preston or Lancashire or whatever. And you started to think, wow, is John prepping a bid? But nothing's ever come of it. Maybe you could slide into the old DMs and and, and try and yeah. force through a, a takeover deal. A because, deal. You know, we, we could become the C-Nation, as he used to call his yeah. adoring fans. They could rename Deepdale like the Smackdown Arena or something. Oh, yeah. people would hate that. Yeah, that would <laughs> like, be appalling. Hats being given out at half time and stuff. I'll tell you what, there really would be some attitude adjustment to do there, wouldn't there? Which is yeah. initial. Was it? Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, that guy will be loving it at home. And there'll be others like you who's just gone completely over their heads thinking, what the yeah. hell is this guy talking about? A quick story before we move on to more pressing matters about, about John Cena. I went to watch Monday Night Raw when it came to Manchester, probably about. 10, 11, 12 years ago now. And I was on the front row, and this is a true story. Cena handed me his wristband. No which, way. At the time, was was Surreal. incredibly cool. Yeah, I was delighted with that. Oh, yeah, end of story, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, no, that's... A, what yeah. more could you possibly no, want absolutely. out of that tale? Yeah, I think it's a great story, that. Still got well, it somewhere, get... probably. Well, you've, you don't know if you still got it. You should have really looked after that and cherished it. Yeah, but what can you do with a, with a sweatband? Wear it. Never take it off. Yeah, you'd start to sweat profusely. Smell. Contrary to what it... Yeah, and smell. Mm. So contrary to what the item of clothing's meant to do. Yeah. Before we get into the football, did anyone get in touch for Valentine's Day after your plea? Well, it was staggering that I couldn't open the front door yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't move the cards. <laughs> It was incredible. I felt like Jay off the in-betweeners, minus yeah. the disgusting um, lines that they used to write in his cards. Yeah, sedate <laughs> Valentine's Day for myself. Mm-hmm. Didn't receive a card. Don't seem to have any secret admirers, which is quite humbling, really, although not entirely surprising, especially if you listen to this podcast. But yeah, a nice day, all in all. It didn't feature much romance, though. Whereas I can imagine yours featuring an immense amount of romance. Obviously, that would be ridiculous. You were out for a nice breakfast, didn't you? Nice breakfast. You were talking about in the previous episode. Did you manage to get out for that for that breakfast, or was it breakfast in bed? Maybe. No, we uh, went out, yeah, and the weather was a shambles. But romance was in the air with the football, wasn't it? Tom Finney, all all that associated with the night. They managed to get that flag turned around just in time, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking, oh, no, no. These people had these people had one job, and that was to get that flag in that mm-hmm. area the right way around. And it's you know it's harsh to criticise these people who are doing a noble act too scathingly. 
But I thought, for heaven's sake, please get that turned around. And they did so. It, it was really impressive it. that they managed to turn it around because it yeah. looked this huge thing. Yeah, it was literally a quick turnaround. Yes. And the players were already on the pitch, but they managed to do it pre-kickoff, which was mm. nice. A nice sort of salute to the great man. His relatives were in the technical area pre-game. They had a nice picture with a finny shirt in it with Cunningham. Yeah, there was that nice VT, weren't there, as well, where where they sort of reflected upon him. Yeah, nice to, to remember him. Obviously, 10 years ago, which has flown, by the way. Yeah. I can recall being at a house party in Warmer Bridges if it was yesterday when I received the news. And it, it just utterly stopped me in my tracks, as it's likely to do for most people who've got any sort of connection to this place. Just the most humble of local heroes, really. Everyone's got a tale to tell on on Tom Finney, whether you're our age or whether you watched him play, uh, or even if you sort of weren't even alive when he was alive. You know, you'll have tales of people passing on stories to you. So everyone will have something to say on him. And yeah, it's important to, to reflect on him because what a great man, what a great career, etc. So yeah, but it was nice to win for him. Yeah, You know, you imagine him looking down on Deepdale with a nice smile under the Indeed. lights. I suppose he's always watching over Deepdale anyway because he's got a stand that his mug is on the stand. But yeah, that was a nice, a nice sort of caveat to an important three points. There was that Radio Lanks interview that got put out. Did you see that? 50 minutes with him. Never seen that before. I need to go and yeah, listen to it. that. I saw it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, they played a snippet pre-game where apparently you had to apply for trials back then. And obviously he did apply, but he was high foot and, and all that sort of thing. So they probably rubbished his, his application, as he said. And then his dad had a contact who he spoke to and then managed to get a a trial and, and the rest is history. You know, went on to have a great career with just North End, which which stands alone really as as the greatest one club man, one club career, and obviously played for England as well. Did he score thirty goals for England, which is no mean feat. Widely regarded as one of the greatest players of all time. I just think that he played for Preston North End is he's special, irrespective of whether you never saw it. Like you just imagine sort of having Messi or Ronaldo or these people in your team is surreal to think of. But it happened. I would have loved to have watched him. Like we weren't here. We literally weren't here, were we? But football from a different time, watching Finney. It would have been great to see, wouldn't it? Of course it would. What's our record attendance? Imagine that, being at Deepdale for that. And obviously there's those stories, isn't there, about how uh, the gate would be much reduced if he wasn't in the starting eleven. Yes. Um, yeah, of course. Look, it, it was a completely different game to what it is now. Then, you know, heavier ball, the pitches weren't great. Although the pitch last night was heavy and boggy. It was like like running around Hexham Racecourse for them yesterday. But yeah, in a bygone era, you know, the crowds were bigger, heavier ball, like I said. It was fouled every four and a half minutes, Adam Brown put in the group chat last night which is a staggering start. Obviously, never got booked either. Just the ultimate gentleman on and off the field. Yeah, and obviously there's some respected names in the game, like Pele and Bobby Charlton, neither of whom are with us now, who had really nice words to say about him. And hopefully, he'd like to think that they're playing in some all-star 11 
in heaven uh, yes. together now, which which would be quite warm and, and nice to think of. Good to remember Tom Finney. He is Preston North End, isn't he? And I guess with the whole Finney stuff, you just wanted a proud, committed, and for Peony to turn up, really, which in terms of quality, you wouldn't say was particularly great by any stretch, but they looked out on the feet, didn't they? Looked absolutely shattered by the end of it. And that's always a decent way to win. Yeah, they were precisely what you want your team to do. Mm. Where they lacked in quality, they made up for in endeavour and work rate and ethic, work ethic. Yeah. Look, North End were by no means great last night. Let's have it right. I thought they were outplayed for large parts. I was really impressed with Middlesbrough. They, you know, they're a good side. They've got some really good players. But there's that old cliche, isn't there? You know, it's a hallmark of a good team and a potentially successful team if you can win without playing at your best. And that's what North End did last night. Yeah, the first half was more or less one-way yeah, traffic. Michael. Oh, my. Oh, my word. What sort of thing's going on here? Are you listening to other things while I talk? No, that's just, what impressed me. You are. He just sometimes does that. Anyway, yeah, Michael Carrick spoke in his presser after the game, I think. He said, so we're 1-0 down and Preston didn't have a touch in our box, which is hilarious to think because realistically, Middlesbrough are much a better team. They played some nice stuff, but they didn't really create much. It was that moment just after Hughes went off when they really ought to have scored when Brown lost the ball in the middle of the park and then there was a through ball where Cunningham got himself into a tangle and played their man in. Yeah. And his connection was dreadful. And there was an offside. But other than that, there wasn't really like a clear cut chance in the whole match for Middlesbrough after that, really, where you thought that, that they ought to have done better or they ought to have scored. And North End as well didn't really create a great deal, but they ultimately have scored two goals. And that's in line with what we've done for most of the season, really. Guy Clark made that point on Twitter, didn't he, that we scored something like 41 of our 102 shots on target, which is a staggering stat. Like, this is one of the most clinical teams of all time, going off that record. And there are people out there claiming that it's unsustainable, and perhaps it is, but I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. North End mm. have a chance. They tend to take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing work from Guy to dig that stat out. Incredible. I think they've. Well, it's the sort of stuff that would come to expect from Guy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And more. Stato, a real shrewd operator. Mm. Yeah. It's that trait at the start of the season, isn't it? They've got back from not playing particularly well, but taking chances and, and winning. I actually think they've been playing all right in recent weeks. I thought yeah. well, last night was a throwback to earlier on in the season where you're not really playing well at all. But it is now mid February and. I know people say you can't keep that up, you can't keep that up, but well well into the season now. So you'd have to say that if Preston aren't that creative, they're definitely clinical. Yeah. There's only fourteen games left of this season. Fourteen. Which is like we're coming to the day new mon here. We're mm. coming to the running as Sky Sports like to build. Yes. No, this is really starting to get to the to the crunch time. And these next couple of games, all of a sudden, are absolutely humongous. So we'll talk about them a touch later on, won't we, with Blackburn, obviously local derby and a, a Lancashire hot pot. But then you go to Coventry, who were who riding mixer with us. You know, they scored yeah. a late level of last night to keep themselves afloat, sort of level on points with us. But that's a massive game, that Friday night now. Uh, but obviously, we've got to get the job done over Blackburn just to intensify that. We spoke about it around where I sit. 
It was more or less a bit like how we performed against Cardiff, the opening sort of half an hour at Cardiff. Oh, it was exactly the same. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Nothing to cling on to whatsoever. Bang, one day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just score completely against him in a play. Did you see AFL tweet that it was a wonder goal? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I thought they only wondered how on earth it went in. Yeah. It had no right to sort of scamper its way home. I thought the keeper could have done better. I've not not really watched it back, but I thought that he just dribbled home, really. Yeah, he was dodgy um, all night. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he just appeared a bit of an oddbod as well. I don't know why. I just thought <laughs> that guy's a bizarre human. If you're listening, pal, I hope you're well anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, Liam Miller used the lesser spotted left peg of his and it worked out quite nicely. Quite a nice touch and then quite enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Skidding along the ground. You know, we've been on the receiving end of those defeats where you're thinking, how have we come away with nothing there? So when you win those matches, you've got to take them. I remember Alex Neal always saying, well, two things, that those kind of wins are the best. And he also said that nobody ever remembers the first half. So if you can just kind of let the first half, obviously it'd be nice to come out and score two and three and stuff, but if you get through the first half and then go and win the game, then who cares, really? And really, I suppose you can extend that by saying that nobody really remembers the game. You know, ultimately, no. you'll recall the result, especially towards the end of the season. You'll look down yeah. and think, oh, I beat Middlesbrough at home. But, like, no one will really reflect on it and think... Bloody hell, had three shots that. on target that night. I wish we'd have had yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to reflect on it as that. These are just the sort of wins that, that just keep you riding that mixer. They're really important. Like, they have no no real tangible difference between so when at Cardiff at the weekend it was a lot more comfortable and a lot less worrying. Worrying is not really the right term, but nail-biting. But yeah. like it just feels a more important win. And it's not because the because they both equate to three points. And it just continues that run that we're on at the moment, which is a good thing. And you saw the fatigue as well. Last yeah. night, like, like they were out on the feet. After half time, they looked completely out on the feet. They looked like they were chasing shapes and shadows for like the opening ten minutes after the break when they scored, just before they scored, and when they scored, it just looked like there was only going to be one one team to go on and win the match. But I suppose we've got a knack as well of like scoring when we've got no real right to. Like they just scored and then we go and score the other night. Like we score completely against a runner play in the first half. We did the same at Cardiff. And that's a good knack to have. Uh, and obviously, we get a little bit of luck with the winner, don't we? Yeah. Will Keane again is having a pop. We got luck when he scored against Ipswich when it ricocheted in. And and again, we've got a nice ricochet, and the keeper goes flying. And Reese makes the finish look easy. And it's not that easy. You know, the ball. Oh, no. Not at all. No. Not, it's one of them where the ball's twirling and waltzing in that. And to be that, honest, if anybody was going to miss that, uh, you could imagine Reese like, scuffing You could imagine him yeah. scuffing it wide. The amount of times that the ball goes flying off him, it would have been no surprise whatsoever to see him sort of miss that chance. But it was really coolly, calmly taken. It looked like a pretty decent town and melee, to be fair. <laughs> which you don't often say. It always looks better in the sort of dark as well, like under the lights. Yeah. And again, Reese went off when he scored. Yes. He's really a new meal. New lease of life. Game. Yeah. Maybe he's got a word with himself to say, come on now. 
let's really mm-hmm. stick it up opponents won't score. And he likes to stick it up Middlesbrough. Six goals in six games against them. Yeah, they should have signed he, him, guys. What, what were you oh, doing? Yeah, they were thinking, for heaven's sake, yet again, this guy. <laughs> it's a bit like us against John Swift. Emil Reese must look out for that Middlesbrough game and, and circle it with a big red marker pen and say, that's yeah. the night. At least if I don't score another goal all season, I'll definitely score that now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It was an absolute minging goal, wasn't it? If you're Middlesbrough, you feel sick at conceding something like that. Maybe Wilkeen yeah. should just, instead of shooting at goal, he should just try and kick it into other people because it seems to be working. Yeah. Yeah. It's working really well for Wilkie. <laughs> kicks it straight at opponents or kicks it straight into the back of the net. There's no real in between. Like, no. He doesn't really miss chances, does he? No. Like, the keeper rarely stops one of his shots. It either goes in. Well, it goes in. Whether it hits an opponent or not. Yeah, that cliche. You don't you don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah. Uh, and I like that, you know. Shoot, as they say on the town mm. end. Yeah. Yeah, on the back foot, 40, 40 yards from goal. Have a shot. Why not? Well, uh, Have a do. Their keeper, like you've mentioned him being an oddbot. It was like when you're controlling a goalkeeper on FIFA, wasn't it? Where he's for, for Reese's goal, he just came diving out, nowhere near the ball. <laughs> and just left the he net wide open. Just left he the net wide open. Him. I don't know. Yeah. What's he doing? Uh, I've no idea. It's funny that. There's no chance on earth that he's diving at the ball or something. <laughs> because he's literally miles away from what's going on on the field. Yeah. Had he stayed up, it's still a really good chance for Reese to score anyway. Yeah. And I'd have wagered that he would have scored, no matter what the keeper was doing. But it helped that he was flat on his face just prior to the um <laughs> yes. to the finish. Uh, but yeah, a real odd bob there, shot stopper, I thought, all night. Well, it comes back to what we said about having players who they don't need to really be in the game to provide a moment. And we won't repeat ourselves too much, but Miller... Frockyar, Reese, Keane, these can all just find you a goal from nowhere, can't they? Decent, yeah, decent trait. Of course it is. Uh, I suppose when you've got that quality at the top of the pitch, it's always a likely outcome that they will affect the game. Just on Miller, I don't think he's quite been at the levels that he has been last couple of weeks, which is which is good in the fact that we can win without him playing at his best. He obviously scored last night, but I didn't think he was effective particularly. And I appreciate he got moved over to the right with Potts' injury. But even at Cardiff, he wasn't quite as effective as was, as we've become accustomed to. But I've no doubt that he'll come good and he can get back into form. I suppose we best chat about Brady as well. Are we allowed to mention his name on this podcast? Because there's literally supporters out there who can't 
stand this man. I thought he was good. I thought his endeavour and work ethic, as the lads are saying nowadays, was very, very good. Really enjoyed it. And there were people out there who, who will want the youngsters coming, but I suppose when you're towards the end of a season, to get that sort of experience on the pitch is always going to be preferred by these managers, as opposed to, say, a young lad who's not really been exposed to championship football whatsoever, really. I think it was always going to be the more likely outcome that Brady would play. And if he's able to continue that level of performance, then that then that's one less headache, really. We know that he's out for a month and he pops-ish. Yeah. Four games. Yeah. So if we're able to get a level of consistency out of Brady, then that will help a great deal. He was out on his feet last night towards the end of the game. He was good. But you'd yeah. imagine, yeah, you'd imagine he'd be up for Blackburn though. Ex Claret and all that, you think he'd be he'd be keen to to stick it to them. So it's just a case of whether he's able to make it. I expect a few changes to be fair. I don't know what you think in that Blackburn. What for Blackburn? He's just starting. Yeah. Yeah, he's just starting to look a little bit leggy. You just wonder if it'll be the last one where he, he goes again with the same players and then looks at freshening it up. He spoke about Reese's workload last night and he's having, they're gonna to have to be really careful with him soon. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't. I don't know because you could put Brown out wide and bring McCann in, but I think Miller will be in the team one way or another, won't, won't he? And spoke oh, about it, put yeah. it, spoke about putting him on the right because he thinks he's being sussed out a little bit down the left. So yeah, I think Brady, you'd probably go again, wouldn't you, with him after after that performance? Yeah. Well, we spoke, didn't we, last time about how we don't expect too many changes in that like core of like Brown, Whiteman, Miller. Maz, Keane and Reese. Yeah. But the others you'd expect to changes. Like Hughes went off injured last night. That's not ideal at all. To be fair, when Brady played that short pass, you thought, oh God, yeah. this could be uh, the start of a, a night yeah. that nobody needed. But he, yeah, no, he, he recovered from that well. Yeah, I thought so as well. So, yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see what crack is with that. It's an impact injury, wasn't it, with Hughes? So he could be out for a period of time and he's rarely fit, really. But we've done quite well to have a prolonged time of using the team. So, yeah, look, be quite interesting. One thing is sure, if we go and get beat against Blackburn and there's changes made, then there'll be a lot of flack on the manager. But you'd have to sympathise with him in the fact that last night we'll have taken quite a lot out of him again in a close, tight, taut, fraught thing. And I expect another tough encounter with Blackburn irrespective of where they are in the league and the turmoil mm-hmm. that's going on there at the moment new manager bounce at Ewood isn't it they'll be desperate to well, impress well they weren't <laughs> bouncing at St Andrews the other night were they, they were dreadful yeah they got beat I, I, watched one shot on target, I, I was watching it I was thinking we're going to absolutely demolish these but then you see how shattered we were last night and you're thinking yeah. the derby and all that kind yeah. of stuff And sometimes strange things happen in these derby games don't they I know that's cliche and they're probably Nothing to really back that up, but it just does feel like sometimes you could go in, feel really good, and then you... I remember when we were 2-0 down to Rovers in that Alex Neal season, and then we, we won, didn't we, in the end, but we, we we were going into that thinking, yeah, we're going to smash these. So just be ready for anything, really, I would I would say. Yeah, I don't agree with the rhetoric that form goes out the window in these encounters, but no. Blackman are still a quality. They've got yeah. goal scorers, which is key. Schmodix, Gallagher, is he back fit? I think he is, isn't he? He's back fit, yeah. He certainly scored a few weeks ago. So, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. 
make no mistake, used to spoke after the Birmingham game about how he needs to make them tough to beat, tough to score against. They conceded thousands of goals under Thomason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I imagine there'll be... Yeah, he seems more pragmatic than he used this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have more of the ball, which won't work in our sort of favour whatsoever. But now with this, like, Mass and Miller and Keane and Reese link up, maybe we've got the tools there to stick it right up them. Mm. And I hope we do. Because that would be a big win. Oh. Like, that would be yeah. an exercise in soft power, really. Like, this is our turf. This is our area of Lancashire. Yeah, you know, and everybody would be looking out for looking out for Preston really in the coming weeks, wouldn't they? Yeah, you can go. You can go to interfere with some chickens in Blackburn while we're short playoffs. (laughs) Have a a bit of that, Mm. but we need to get the job done first before we can start having a do at these Blackburn supporters from PR One. It's a massive game for those people who live in like Higher Walton and stuff. Oh, I that area where like. Even where you grew up, like this is a big game with Blackburn supporters knocking yeah. around. There were loads of lads in my year supported Blackburn. I think yeah. they'd just won the Prem a few years before they were born, weren't they? So I probably just decided to support them. Yeah, and the daddies. Mummy and daddy supported them, didn't they? Mummy and daddies. <laughs> I love how children don't have don't have mind of their own for themselves these yeah. days. As an example, I went to school with like Copious Man United Liverpool fans and stuff. Why do you support these? Uh, well, my dad used to live in Manchester. I don't give a toss where your dad used to live. You're from <laughs> Preston. What the hell are you doing supporting Man United or Man City? It's pathetic. The worst ones, yeah, my grand comes from Liverpool, so I support them. Pathetic. Like, grow up. up. And the same for Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't imagine there's too many of those glory hunters still with Blackburn because the glory went a long, long time ago. It, it didn't really last that long did it? So I can't really imagine there's too many of them still left because if you are a glory hunter, you're not going to watch your team have one shot on target against Brum and get beat 1-0 and stick with it. And that's basically happened for the last last 10, 15 years at Blackburn. Looking forward to it, really am. Probably the brightest... I'd say Stuart has looked and there wasn't much to go before that. But this was like 20 minutes on the pitch, was it? And had yeah. half a chance. He just looked the way he moved, looked a bit. He looked more like a man to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. He got a rollicking before going on. Did he? Like he was... He, well, he wasn't was, ready. Well, it's not that he wasn't ready. He was like sort of in his own world when he was meant to be warming up. And Lowe right. was shouting, Leighton, come on! Leighton, come on! And he must have said it about three times. And he's like staring into space, Stuart, doing nothing either. Like not really warming up, not even stretching. <laughs> and like he like jumps out of his skin, ran over to Low and Low went, get changed if you want to go on, like right in his face. And maybe <laughs> that sparked some life into the yeah. youngster. Do you fancy um, a game here or not? Yeah, I mean, I'll tr- what the I'll hell? Wood, I'll put <laughs> Woody on instead. Yeah, yeah, this is a chance to, you know, go and play for Preston in the Championship against Middlesbrough. You're like in your own world. So he looked bright, didn't he? He looked quick, actually. He looked really quick. Middlesbrough had the ball in the middle of the park and he ran back and so got it off them, which led to a chance, yes. didn't it? When we really ought to have scored. As my H took that extra touch that he didn't need to, he should have just hit it first time. And it would have been 3-1 and game over. Yeah. And then we would have had a slightly less nail-biting denouement. But it didn't happen in a typically Preston style. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right, he looked bright. He looked like... 
he just looks like he's got the tools to be a decent player. He just needs to play as many games as possible. Sort of player that you wouldn't mind going on loan for the whole season, next season, really. Yeah, potentially. While Reese looks sharp, I think, because Mayich, I think Guy Clark made the point on here, you can just tell he's really, looks like he's thinking about everything a bit too much. Lost that sharpness a bit, match sharpness. I wish but, he'd think about holding his line a little bit more. Incredible. Offside immediately. <laughs> he turns like, around like a bull, doesn't he? Really. Yeah. When Beckford came, he was always offside. Yeah, he was. Well. He didn't need to well, be, he was quick as well. Yeah, so I might just take the biscuit with it a bit. It'll come with him. He's just not quite in our strongest plans at the moment. No, hopefully next season he can go to new heights. For now, you're not changing that front two, are you? Unless Reese, hopefully, he just stays fit. You know, it'd be a disaster if he was to pick up a knock because he is—he's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, hello, mate. A useful point there, don't he? Because you don't really realise that you know when he's integral to what we've done over the last sort of month, you don't quite appreciate that he's been off off the pitch for for like 18 months or something. So, yeah, it's important we manage his workload. November 2018, 24th, Rovers at home. At 2018? Yeah. I really should get this, you know. November 2018? Well, it's either the 3-2-1 where we came back and did that Lazarus-like return when Stockers came on and wreaked havoc, or it's the one where we mullered him, where Robinson stood in front of the away end hilariously with his arms folded. But I'm going to go 3-2 because that's the first thing that popped in my head. You're about to tell me it's probably 4-1. Yes, yeah, 4-1. <laughs> oh, they absolutely came out like a house on fire, didn't we? And then yeah. they just pulled one back and we went and killed them off. 3-1, 4-1. Bang, bang. Yeah, that was a great night. Was it a night game? No, <laughs> afternoon, I think. Well, our, yeah, because it was really dark. Yeah, November, obviously, but it was really dark in the second half. But thinking back to Robinson, that was yeah, that was a sunny afternoon, wasn't it? Take one of them on Good Saturday. Time. Oh, they Good were. time, then. Just didn't lose those games then. No. I don't think there was... The only derby defeat was the Wigan one, wasn't it? And Is that a derby? I don't even know. Well, he also lost... Neil, when I say he, by the way, also lost that lockdown encounter with Blackburn, didn't he? But that don't count. Nobody was in the ground. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it does, but it doesn't. Quiz question for you, then. Who won the Grand Slam of darts the, the night we lost to Blackburn in lockdown? I don't know the answer. I've got into darts more in the last couple of years, but they all merge into one for me. I'm not the fanatic you are. Is it a, is it a rogue name? Or is it... Relatively nowadays, yeah, I suppose. Wasn't someone like Daryl Gurney, was it? It wasn't, but it's not a bad punt. It was Jose de Souza, and the reason oh, I bring it is up... Is that when he won the... Pre- or did he win the Worlds that year? No, he didn't win the Worlds. He, he played in the Premier League as a result. He won the Grand Slam. And he beat James Wade in the final. Hence why it was ah. a double whammy shocking night for me. Northern lost to Blackburn and Wade he lost to the I think season. I think I should have got that. I think I had a stream on during the match. Who did he beat well, in the semis? You'll have been reporting, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it ended just before kickoff. Wade beat Dimitri Vandenberg in the semi. Yeah. D'Souza beat Simon Whitlock, I think, who beat Van Gerwen in the round prior. I think mm. it's my memory. The right. Susie, yeah. My North memory is better than my North End memory. Incredible. What about cricket? Cricket above darts? Cricket memory won't be too bad, actually. I was reminiscing earlier on about the previous test England had at Rajkot, where Stokes got a ton and Cup got a ton in the second innings. It was a draw. England would have won that match. If it was a timeless match, England would have won it. Quizzing tonight. I've just been told there's the fully booked and we're not booked in, so we could be in a real state of bother. 
You're joking. You won it last week, didn't you? You won it last week, didn't you? That's a good point. I'm going to go to them and say, look, yeah, you need us in no, there with no, the reigning no. champs. Yeah, there's no chance that the champions cannot compete at the quiz. It would be like having a Crabtree Cup winning cricket team not being allowed to defend its crown, which did happen with Penwitham. They won the cup mm. and then were banned from cup competitions the year after. That was insane. And it would be insanity if you if you guys aren't allowed to quiz tonight. Your upturning form is quite remarkable, really. Yeah. It it's a little bit like the sort of Team GB cycling. Team Sky cycling, sorry. Team GB are clean, I think. Team Sky particularly dodgy. And like Mo Farah's another dodgy sports person who may or may not have cheated. Brilliant. Sorry, I switched off there. I'm sure nobody else did, though. I was basically accusing your team of cheating when I know that you weren't. But I was just I was just being facetious. You rumming. I can't believe you switch right. off during, during when I'm talking. No, I don't. But it's just throw me that there's no table. I need that sorting. It's Thursday night. Well, I it's know just... Jen. You do. So if you want, I'll be able to put in a good word for you. Or why don't you message her now saying something like, Hi, I'm Lancashire Post, press North End writer George Hodgson. Mm. And I'd like a table for my team at tonight's quiz. Or else there's going to be an expose on the back page tomorrow. Now, now that would be some splash, wouldn't it? <laughs> Front back page exposing the set of Finney Pub. Okay, yeah. once we said that she listened to the previous podcast, I think. So um, really? I hope she's. She's not listening now. Oh dear. Crikey. Although she would she would probably sort you out a table because that would just make her life easier. The last thing that Jen needs is a splash front and back on her misdemeanors. Right oh. Sign us off. I don't like the pressure of doing this. I'd rather it just came to a natural halt. Let's all what enjoy. about a pre Derby message? Yeah, again, I'm not like Michael Sheen. <laughs> I don't I don't do this sort of thing. I don't think anybody needs to get up for Blackburn at home, do they? Especially when they're on the cusp of the playoffs. We're level on points with six, for heaven's sake. We're playing Blackburn. We're going to absolutely muller them to set up a tasty Friday night date with Coventry the week after. See you all there. Let's stick it right up and come there hostile. Come on. This podcast was produced by Viva. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.